You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Hello, we are so excited you are joining us for another episode. We'd like to ask you a favor. Will you take a moment and share it with a friend and invite them to listen? It would be such a blessing to us. God's word says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Today, we are talking about praise and worship, challenges and triumphs, breakthrough, and what worship looks like for us in this season. So, we're coming off of a heavy-duty episode, a big one. (laughs) Yeah. Highly anticipated uh, testimony from Heidi. Um, That was actually an emotional episode for me. Yeah, it was. Was it for you, too? It is. It's never fun to hear Mm -hmm. those things, Um, but the reality of the death, burial, and resurrection or water baptism spiritual baptism in the Holy Ghost and um, being a born-again Christian makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what, what affects you is your, my heart breaks that a person had to go through those things and that the person I was was the root mm-hmm. cause of those things. So it does get emotional in a in a sense. It's like... Um, the accuser of the brethren, they, they, the scriptures call Satan the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. The idea that the ac- accusation is going to be brought against you. Um, so the biggest battle you fight is in your own, you know, landscape of mm-hmm. your mind. And so when you're listening to something like that, you're, you're, thinking about things, and then that memory comes with um, all the circumstances and evidence of what took place mm-hmm. with, like, memories and all that stuff. And then your 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 spirit gets grieved. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I literally, um, I've never had an issue being around people that were under the influence of drugs or alcohol the only issue I've ever had uh, since being saved is those memories pop up. Like, oh, man, this guy's inebriated. He just keeps repeating his same story over and over. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, those memories come where it's like, oh, you used to do that. You were a big liar, and you used to mm-hmm. do that kind of thing. And thinking about that, um, you know, the Apostle Paul said there's – now therefore no condemnation in Mm -hmm. those in christ jesus i probably didn't quote that perfect but um you you end up in this uh self-condemnation right you know and it's real quick to lose your spiritual authority and footing if you don't immediately um throw your back yourself back into the spirit Mm -hmm. uh into christ with that stuff so like listening to it through a lens of Jesus did this uh, helps a lot, um, but getting the the murky details on the way to the, you know, the horizon that gets a little right. Um, it you you don't feel good about it, and you can see the the pain in somebody's eyes as they're reliving it. 
It's Romans 8.1. Yeah. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you stay in the spirit, um, you, you can listen to those things. But if, if I was like a product of like a 12-step a program or something like that mm-hmm. versus the spiritual uh, deliverance I had, I think I would struggle more. Right. Um, and, you know, it's like if your child runs out into traffic, you know, you you get that gut feeling, you run out to the street, you grab them, and you jerk them out of harm's way, and as you're walking back to the house, it's like, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you ever do that to me again. You know, the, your, your knee-jerk reaction to those things is always like fear and then anger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm... You know, I'm blessed to be able to listen to that and understand where we are now spiritually. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that you've come through that and you are where you are, mm-hmm. what does worship look like for you guys lately? Like, what are you listening to? How do you engage? What does worship look for look like for you? Yeah. I can't get enough of, can I name drop them? Yeah, why not? I can't get enough of Maverick City. I can't get enough of Elevation. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of House Fires. Mm. Yeah. All of their music is... Oh, I can't get enough of anything Mercy Culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Image. Yeah. Um, upper Room. They're so... I've, yeah. Honestly, just this last week, mm-hmm. I actually went back to Kim Walker. Oh, yeah. really? And her music is so anointed mm-hmm. that w- when I listened to it like what 10 years ago and how powerful it was then mm-hmm. 10 years later it's still that powerful to me Kim Walker her music is what like got me through when our brother Andrew died mm. like it was that time it just yeah that's interesting that you say that because mm-hmm. um her music was what got me through when my dad died yeah I played healing oil Mm-hmm. Yes. Over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. She is just gifted so mm-hmm. much. We we got to hear her testimony up in Minneapolis. Like mm-hmm. she preached at a at a Jesus culture we went to, and like it was cool because you got to do street her ministry voice, and stuff. Her talking voice sounds very different from her so different. Voice. Yeah. But her testimony of how she went from like, um. American Idol to where Mm -hmm. she's at and the the choice she had to make like she felt the spirit of the Lord tell her if you sing this song you're going all the way if you sing this song you're Mm -hmm. gonna be with me right so exciting that she made that choice Mm -hmm. because look Mm -hmm. at the I mean look at what God blessed her with yeah right but that is interesting that I went back to that Mm -hmm. and also um what are their names Helsner's yeah. yeah, like get, a, Bethel, right? get out of here. Mm-hmm. Those <laughs> songs are yeah. so good. The, the raise a hallelujah the ca- yeah. and the um. We were at the uh, Abba. Yeah, you guys Jonathan went to see Nelson. them, right? Yes. Well, well we, on we accident, went to see Jesus Culture and Stephanie. And Stephanie yeah, um, Gretzinger, Gretzinger yeah. got sick on the. It was like one of the last shows on the tour. Melissa Helsner. Had, uh, led worship. Yeah, I had to fill in for her. It was phenomenal. It was mm-hmm. so good. There was like so many words of of deliverance mm-hmm. through that ministry. There was prophetic. Yeah, we and we seen some 
crazy stuff. What dude. I liked that night too is Stephanie couldn't perform, but she didn't just like go to the bus. Like she was she there. stayed on stage and she yeah. worshipped with everybody. She just didn't yep. sing. That was mm. pretty neat. Right. We actually were in an aisle and these people were standing next to us talking and we didn't realize it was the Cageless Birds. Right. Is that what it's called? They did some kind of like they worked with them. Yeah. Yeah. And and like so all of a sudden like we ended up watching some worship videos and now we're seeing this this gal playing the piano, you know, in these videos that the Helsners make. Mm-hmm. And it's like That's cool. Oh man, I could have like introduced myself mm-hmm. if I would have known <laughs> any better. There's actually little that I don't really li- like all of that I will listen to in one week. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. I bounce all over between all of those artists. We listen to funny? stuff all day, though, too. Right. Yeah. Is people maybe peg you as being like, well, you've struggled with kind of not wanting to go out and do things. Mm-hmm. But I think of anybody I know, you've probably been to more Christian concerts. <laughs> yeah, than, I've been to a lot. Honest, honestly, like, that's all we did when we were younger. And you still like seek that stuff out. Well, and you have to. I even went to Carmen. Yeah, we've been to Carmen. Mm -hmm. You have to stay. You have to stay nourished, and Mm -hmm. and your local church is phenomenal. Um, But it's also like outside of that, you Mm -hmm. need to constantly be feeding on stuff. And then when you feed all the time, when you do get to church on Sunday. You get all these confirmations through whatever pastor is ministering. Yeah. You know, just right. um, Plus confirming when do, everything that you've been studying. When you do body ministry, to. you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Yep. They're supposed to, and they're not even supposed to take from your cup. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to just get your leftovers, like that right. are flowing over the cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed, well, because I'm leading worship, yeah. is, and you've made this declaration, Heidi has. And Joe, you've stepped out a bit more to yeah, you have to engage in physical worship. Yes, yeah, that has been on my heart so heavy. I don't even know how long I've been doing it. What's the sacrifice of praise? Yeah, yeah. but I every Sunday though, like when I first started to do it, I felt stupid. Yeah, because you feel very self conscious. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, but it was getting laid on my heart so bad that like. If Jesus- I just remembered, <laughs> by the way, when I like got really into worship one Sunday, you feel kind of stupid anyway. Yeah. But I went like this. <laughs> yeah, you from did. From the piano. And <laughs> Heidi has never recovered. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you miss that when she did it? That Yeah, obviously. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> she, I, she couldn't even sing during that part either though the holy spirit hit her and she stopped singing and she just lifted up her finger yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was awesome yeah I, I raised one for those who can't see us i'm i raised one arm in the air and just pointed yeah towards this guy it was worship amazing. is a discipline yeah um it was one of the first forms of deliverance mm-hmm. you know god used that through david to drive out the spirits that were tormenting Saul. So it's really important, and your flesh never feels like going to the altar. Your mm-hmm. flesh never... It's always going to tell you everybody's watching you. One thing, though, that got me with worship is I all of a sudden got the overwhelming thought that if Jesus were to walk into this room right now and just take a look at how people were worshiping him, mm-hmm. it convicted me really bad. Yeah. 
And so I was like, all right, it's time to go to the altar every Sunday. It's it's easy to slip um, money into the offering plate, you know, and have that as a discipline of worship. But when you give your uh, right to be respectable, you know, Mm -hmm. David gave his right to to be respectable as king, and he danced, you know, unto the Lord, and his own wife made fun of him. Right. You know, do all things as unto the Lord. So Mm -hmm. when you when you make it um, something that's not an offering, yeah, you know you're you're dying to the flesh to exhort the Lord and bring praise. Mm-hmm. Um, like getting the goosebumps and hearing a really good concert is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when but you w- lose track of everybody in the room, yeah, and you give it back, and you feel that. Um, from your stomach on up to your mouth, that yep. praise coming out where you're exalting the Lord. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every time we do, like, I exalt thee, I watch people, and their their whole demeanor changes mm-hmm. when they get into it because something shifts where they're no longer just singing along and trying to read the words on a screen, mm-hmm. but they know the song and they can sing it from their heart. Right. Mm-hmm. You just said something so good, though is the giving back part. So I think with me, that's what changed for worship Mm -hmm. is because I always did worship as kind of selfishly, honestly. I'm doing this to get my cup full. Like I I had a rough Mm -hmm. day or I had a rough week or I don't feel good and I just need these words to just soak over me, which is fine. Like that's what part of Mm -hmm. what God's, you know, spirit and worship can do for you. Like definitely receive that. Mm -hmm. But I got to a point where... I not only wanted to receive it, but I wanted to like give it back. Yeah. Like I wanted it to go right back to him. Mm-hmm. So actually every time I worship now, I close my eyes and I picture myself in the throne room with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like singing it out. Um, one thing that we're very intentional about. So like this Sunday, Ugh. this last Sunday was, was so good. So good. And there was a very specific part where I was barely playing the piano, but I told Max, everybody, just only the voices. Because there's something very Mm -hmm. powerful about people just lifting their voices. Yeah. Um, And I try to create space for that so that it's not just people relying on the music or the musicians and the, the structure around it, right? Um, but it's actually, it comes from your heart then. Mm -hmm. And like so many times, so I can't remember who I was talking to. Oh, I think I was talking to mom, Pastor Lynette about this. And people have forgotten how to like navigate from point A to point B when they're driving because they're so reliant on a GPS. Mm. So there can be a big sign in front of your face that says highway 53 North, take a right but unless the GPS says so, people won't do it mm-hmm. because they're not looking for the sign. Yeah, yeah, they're waiting for a prompting. Right. And to a certain degree, I feel like the words on the wall mm. are distracting. Well, people, they're a crutch. Yep. And 
I've had people come up to me and say, well, I couldn't sing along today because the words weren't up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Sing in the spirit. Yeah. Mm. In the upper room, they didn't have the words on the wall, my dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have to like not become so reliant on the infrastructure yeah. that is around modern church. Yeah. And like if the lights go out and the power right. goes out and the musical instruments don't work. Right. How are you going to worship then? Yeah. Because, I mean, we've all kind of gotten on easy street when it yeah. comes to mm-hmm. Christianity, period. Well, it's really accessible to get, like, anointed videos or something mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, and and when you have that continuous uh, exposure mm-hmm. without doing any work, there's yeah. no sacrifice. Like, I... I like the idea of stepping outside of who I am mm-hmm. to glorify God. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was in a customer's house today and um, visiting with this guy, and he's just went through a divorce and mm-hmm. and all these things. And we were talking about music because he was playing some punk rock music that I used to listen mm-hmm. to. And I said, "Oh, you listen to this." genre of music and he goes well i'm just trying to get into a bunch of stuff and this stuff gets me moving mm-hmm. and we ended up talking and and pretty soon i we got interrupted i don't know like three four times because he was moving out of an apartment mm-hmm. and he was cleaning while i was doing the carpet for him and uh they kept having showings in the rain today we, we had like tons of mm. rain here in wisconsin mm-hmm in the in the middle of our winter so that's not normal Mm -mm. everything freezes and it's goofy yeah but uh (laughs) we we kept getting interrupted but it was really and then come to find out this guy spent years in the air force Mm -hmm. um jewish man Hmm. trying to figure out life uh went to school for theology Mm -hmm. wow um kind of messed him up a little bit um he was raised not Jewish, but uh, under a Buddhist-ish mm. household. And he was telling me how a lot of uh, Jews will convert to Buddhism. Mm. And we just had some really good conversation. And, and at, at, the, at the end of the conversation, he was like, oh, we need to go get like a coffee or something together. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I don't drink coffee, but I was like, yeah, give me a shout. <laughs> the idea of worship has left my Sunday morning before scriptures read. It's now um, coming into every aspect of my life, career mm-hmm. included. Um, someone might say, oh, it's easier for you because you own the company and nobody can fire you for it. I did it for a big company when I was just an employee too. Um, that, that's not my source Mm-hmm. God's my source. I am a tither. I'm a giver. Um, we have our views on on walking in in the protection of God, and that's a huge part of it. Is is uh, submitting every part that we can uh, to Christ and letting letting Him be King over all instead of not King at all. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when we when we show up and, and we're affected by the music, oh, we, we sing that song every week. We should get some new songs. Or, oh, we don't sing the old ones anymore. If we're so affected by 
um, what's on the to-do list for today, we're really going to miss out because if you really read about heaven and you think about the fact that you're going to go into an eternity where these amazing beasts circle the throne of God and they just sing holy, 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 the seraphim. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't hack the the style of music or whatever here on earth, how are you going to put up in an eternity of the same song? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we've made worship about ourselves. It gives us good feels. It gives us uh, the goosies so that we can ride home and, and Mm -hmm. feel good. Even though we fought with the, with our spouse all the way to church and argued over lunch today. Right. It's got to shift to more than that. My worship should be, uh, if I'm there before other people, I should be opening the door mm-hmm. for people. If I see a new person walk in and they sit at the table, I should, you know, if it's not a single young woman, I, I would expect the the women of faith in our church to to gather around and, and to introduce themselves. But I usually, like, I try to be, if not the first, one of the first to, to introduce myself mm-hmm. and to make an atmosphere of welcoming because when these people are saved, we have eternity together. Mm-hmm. As you get to know them here on earth, that's a part of your worship. Do you, so Heidi and I were talking about this the other day. Um, Cause it's very interesting to be in the music ministry and mm. be leading people in worship. Um, and the reason we were talking about it is because, like, people have paid you some compliments about the podcast and mm-hmm. liking it. And the goal is to re- remain humble and mm-hmm. just continue to. Right. And I said, that's welcome to every, <laughs> every day in music ministry is mm-hmm. to make sure that, like, you in the congregation participating mm-hmm. have that awareness and then those who are part- those who are leading, and they're they're in a position of being up front and using their musical skills, like playing mm-hmm. an instrument or singing. Yeah, it's amplified mm-hmm. because very often you have people come up and they're like, they do, they say positive things, but mm-hmm. it's also very quickly one of the one of the most frequent and probably easiest places to criticize ministry is based on their music ministry Mm -hmm. right there's a lot of people that church shop based based on on their child care yes what kind of clown show do you have for us today right and it's really (laughs) shout out david hogan (laughs) you tell them but it's it's very difficult you have to it's a it's a sensitive spot but there's being in that unique like vantage point to be able to see people engaging. Mm -hmm. It's also one of the first moments in service where people get freedom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I am learning Mm. is how to focus on the ones that are receiving and not on the ones that don't care if they're there. Yep. Mm. Because my eyes will naturally go to the ones that seem like they're just there because they have to be. Mm -hmm. And, why? Why do our eyes go to those people instead of the ones that are truly 
engaging and loving every moment of it. Mm-hmm. That little corner on Sunday. That's the little mother of you, though. You you want to bring all the baby chicks in and have them get mm-hmm. fed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's, that's. You hate to see people miss out. Yeah. I do. It's, especially when well, there's think, so much more. Think about how many times you were in a place like say there was a prophetic ministry or just really good worship and God was given, um, you know, words of knowledge or something, and people are getting called out, and you just sit there like, Lord, send them my way. Pick me. Pick me. God, if I only had a word. God, if I only had that touch right now. Like, you're using them, and these other people are getting yeah. completely wrecked. Yeah. What about me, God? And, like, you get skipped, right? Yeah. And there are people that are going to sit through a worship mm-hmm. service be, with, like, troubles up to their eyeballs. And they're going to be like, God, if you're really real, could you just, could have you just give me a sign? Have them my favorite song yeah. next. Have them call yeah. me out. Lord, mm-hmm. they, they, they keep asking these different prayer things. Uh, have them call me out. I'll know it's you. And then because God wants you it's to step place, out. right? Yep. He mm-hmm. wants you to, to sacrifice your pride and he wants you to come up to his altar and lay down everything so that you don't have the weight of that stuff blocking your vision anymore so that he can touch you i mean i think oftentimes people sit back on their their haunches and they want they get this idea like well first of all god will go after the one he'll leave the 99 he'll go after the one yeah but if you're waiting and waiting and you need breakthrough. Yeah. God's not the problem. And it's <laughs> you a need two- to take a step of faith. It's it's a mm-hmm. two way street, or probably even a four lane highway. Mm-hmm. Um, ministry. I I run into pastors and friends that are always the last to go to the altar. They're they're not bum rushing up there, and it's like you are not so full. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd be raising the dead. Right. You are not so full. Get up there and lead by example and hit your face mm-hmm. on that floor and give it all to God so that the people that are following under your calling realize the reality of what it takes to to be under an anointing. Mm-hmm. You know, that anointing didn't just it wasn't just something you chose. God put mm-hmm. that on you. So so lead with fire if you have right. that. Yeah. There was a a corner on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I still can't get enough of it. It was, it was just people on their knees mm-hmm. worshiping, and there was even a baby involved <laughs> yep. worshiping. Mm-hmm. And that moment right there is what I consider true worship to be. Yeah, right there, I I could have stayed in that place all day. Mm-hmm. One of those young adults. Text messaged me yesterday because there was a, a word of knowledge mm-hmm. that was like corporate, like God's healing backs right now. I get this message at like 9.20 p.m. Now, this guy usually goes to bed at like 7 p.m. Right. Um, he was up in the middle of his night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and like, Probably getting a snack. Yeah. I struggle. <laughs> I struggle with the the language and the articulation but I get this text that says, bro, today you said something about healing backs. And I received so much relief in my feet, which at the chiropractor, they said my weight distribution was bad. Like, bro, 
I could walk <laughs> barefoot. I couldn't walk barefoot at all. Always wearing house dogs or shoes. Tonight, I slip my shoes off and start walking around my house in only socks. No pain at all. Before receiving this healing, my feet hurt so bad on anything but carpet. Thank you, Jaira. Yeah, it's you know, so amazing. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is the reality of what God wants to do. He wants to be so present in your life with these things that, you know, that would seem pretty little to me and because I'm not in pain with my feet right now. Like, right. oh, that's cool. But for somebody that works day in, day out on yeah. their feet mm-hmm. to all of a sudden have this this touch from God that's so personal to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he didn't like, you know, make a big deal at church about it. He obviously probably waited most of the day just to see, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes we do that. We'll like, is it, it really gone? Is it yeah. really gone? And sometimes that stuff tries to come back and then you got to you got to step in into authority and rebuke it. Right. We we receive easily mm-hmm. like the negative, the bad report, the the health issue, the the pain, the suffering, but when it comes to receiving from the Lord, mm-hmm. we struggle. Yeah, I sent a while back I sent you this video and I sent it to Heidi too. And there was this pastor talking and I think he was a pastor, but he was at a church that he doesn't normally speak at. And near the church, there was a, like a witchcraft and cult, occult shop. Yeah. And he mm. got up and he, yeah. And he told the people at the church that he was speaking at, he was like, yeah, I noticed this witchcraft shop down the street. And I, I stopped in there on my way to the church service today and I picked up this book of spells and he said, I found it really interesting. I'm going to go ahead and read a few. And people started physically squirming. Yeah. In the church and like ready to pack up their kids and get the heck out of there. (laughs) And he said, first of all, I'm not really going to do that. He said, but I want you to ask yourself, why it is that you think if I read out of this book of spells that there's going to be this dark power mm-hmm. that comes in here and mm. attaches itself to your life, to your children, to your family, and you don't even want them to hear it. But I can stand up here week after week and read out of the word of God and you don't think it's going to have the same impact. Seriously. Right. Oh. That was so powerful. Holy yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so true though. Right. Well, and there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things where... Um, you know, we're called to set the prisoner and the captive free. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. You know, we talk about that often. A captive is somebody that's being held or led to judgment. Right. A prisoner has already been through judgment. Mm-hmm. They've already got a sentence. You know, they need a new judge. Well, what is that? What is that situation that's keeping you with your hands tied? Mm-hmm. Are you captive to the thoughts of others around you that probably aren't even thinking about you? Are you prisoner to um, feeling unworthy? Mm-hmm. Like, even if I did go up, God's not going to touch me because I did this, this, and this in my life. Well, then you need to get involved with a Bible study with a, a spirit-filled 
person of God that can explain baptism a little better and take yeah. you through Scripture because you are not that old man. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Right. Dead. And you can't resurrect the dead unless Christ does it through you. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to resurrect those old things because he, he removes it from you. Right. You know, people always, I've heard preachers preach all my life about he removes it as far as the east is from the west and, and all mm-hmm. these things. So who are you to come in and think that you have this authority to resurrect this dead thing, but you won't try and resurrect a dead man on the street corner? Right. You know, which would be an open show of the gospel of Christ where you'd be able to implant the message of the gospel and salvation through that act mm-hmm. or that work. Yeah, it's it's really strange when you see how we it's it's a spirit of fear is what it is. The mm-hmm. root of fear. Like that thing can't come in my house. I've had people like I was in a witch's house and they're like, I would never go there. And I'm like, Well, that's why you're not called. Put on your armor and go. Yeah, God's not gonna call you there because you can't save a demographic of people you're not in love with. Well, there was another preacher we were listening to. Do you remember him? And he said some of these people nowadays like a a witch or somebody will come into their congregation and they'll go i'm here to cast you out and he said no i'm here to tell you the blood will set you free yeah yeah you're in the right place yeah yeah because everybody's searching for you know if you've had traumas and and pain in your life and you've felt powerless your whole life and all of a sudden somebody presents you this lifestyle in a community yeah that will Mm -hmm. put you in in authority and power all the time over things you can't even see Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you feel you have a place yeah Mm -hmm. and they make it kind of fun Right. You know, and then we have Christians out here saying, hey, we're going to cultivate this environment for you to be a good Christian. And we're going to um, have small groups and you're going to get together with other Christians of like faith and iron sharpens iron. And people are so rigid to that because it's like, oh, I don't I don't want to do that. Like you're you're afraid of being vulnerable around the rest of your body. Yeah. You know, I've struggled with the, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I have too. I used to always get a sitter that we'd have to like pick the kids up by like eight. Right. But more recently, like, it's just become very apparent to me. Like, if I'm going to cry out to God and say, God, I feel lonely. Mm-hmm. God, I feel left out. Mm-hmm. And then you get an invite. <laughs> And you won't go. You say no. You have to go, right? Yeah. And so, like, circling, it's kind of full circle thing. Same thing with worship. Did you just have a moment yeah. this last weekend where you were like, I'm going to overcome this? Absolutely, I did. That's awesome. Can you tell? Yeah. Can you tell? yeah. That's awesome. I literally said, I, I can't sit back and say, you know, I didn't, I wasn't included. And then I get an invite and I don't go. Yeah. Not that's cool. Very cool. So I made myself go. Good job. <laughs> yeah. yeah but the same thing okay so people are like god i need breakthrough god i need freedom god yeah. i need you know they have their list yeah and then every sunday at least they get the invitation to worship mm. yeah and they choose to sit yeah and not engage yeah and he's like can you meet me here yeah can you meet me here if you if you do notice the people that are very 
um, animated and they're really given to worship, that's probably God showing you what your worship could be or even Mm -hmm. better. And if you find yourself, so we have a person in church that they dance with a flag. Mm -hmm. And I try to make our flags. Yeah. They were bad. It's hard to do. They were bad. But it's, I know that there are people that are like, really? Mm. Which is sad. But you know what? I think, I think, and they like resent the fact that this person is Hmm. dancing. You know, I, nobody said this to me explicitly, but you can tell that there's not a receptive attitude towards it. And, um, I was listening to someone who's like a researcher and they said that a lot of people equate resentment with anger. Resentment is actually rooted in envy. Yeah. Mm. And when you start to think about it that way, Mm -hmm. you're like, why do I resent this thing? Mm -hmm. Right. You need to look inward and find out what about this am I envious of? It could be that people just want that freedom, Mm -hmm. but like it's, it's there. Yeah. We were, we were at a worship night in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and the worship was powerful, and the atmosphere was just uh, saturated with the presence of God, like to the point where you just felt like mm-hmm. so strong. And these two young men that were sitting in front of us, and it was stadium seating with this, it was an old theater, little tiny aisles, they started spinning with their arms straight out, mm-hmm. eyes shut like helicopters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got angry and I was like I was like Heidi that's not of God. And I started to pray against it, right? Oh, really? And as I'm like praying against it, like God if if these guys are just being a disruption, you know, put an end to this foolishness, all of a sudden God opened my eyes and I realized there was people and children coming and going trying to get to their seats in this aisle. And these guys were spinning so fast. It was supernatural. They didn't touch one yeah. person. They didn't hit one person. And mom no. talks about that, like Ugh. runners and stuff yeah. too, right? Like and then I, back in the old school Pentecostal church. It broke me. Mm-hmm. I literally ended up in a state of repentance like the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, God, I'm so sorry. Right. Like I can't cast judgment on what you're doing in somebody else because those two guys were so free compared mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. But even like the flags and even the people painting up on stage. Yeah. So help me. This will, I will incorporate this into this church because I want it so bad. We have so many artists in the church. Yeah. These things can be done well, but that stuff's all forms of worship. Yeah. And if you feel Mm -hmm. it's not a spirit filled ministry to be up there, if, if you're that spiritual, you get up there, you know, and make it, make Mm -hmm. it a spirit filled thing and not a distraction. Yeah. Step outside of what you're used to doing instead yeah. of being the the judge and executioner and jury on, on every right. every case that's in front of you. I think it's really easy to focus on those things to give yourself a get-out-of-jail-free card Absolutely. on surrender. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, uh, if, if I can find the wrong in how everybody else is doing something, then... I don't have to put myself in a place of surrender or repentance because I'm not the only one doing it wrong here. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting is that when you're part of the worship team, mm-hmm. that in and of itself can also become a way to avoid surrender 
because worship becomes very task oriented. Mm. I was a drummer for years. If anybody's going to have something to say, they walk up. Drums are really loud today. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. You guys should get one of those plastic thingies around the drums. I'm like, mm -hmm. the church is not that big, and I don't play that loud, but I appreciate your input. <laughs> but See you... the worship leader over there, because she's got a degree <laughs> in communications. <laughs> I've seen people get so, um, like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, you can walk away from your instrument and go to the altar. Yeah. Mm. And it will work out. That's good. I've seen people get uncomfortable over deliverance and like you got like somebody manifesting and screeching and whatever well first of all you should get up there and in authority command that thing to shut up and stop embarrassing this child of god mm -hmm. like that's not permissible we don't allow those things to have a voice in in our in our presence mm -hmm. um two the idea of of thinking that somebody getting freedom is an inconvenience to our church service. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that very person, um, there was people that probably wouldn't want to be in their church, and uh, I'm okay with that. But I was talking to a, a gentleman not too long ago, and we were talking about how many people I witnessed to. Mm -hmm. and how he took the time to witness to me and minister to me. And then after I got saved, he took the time to minister to me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, here we are, you know, 13 years later. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly sharing with people. And I'm constantly walking in, in gifts that God right. God's allowed me to be a part of. And had he been like everybody else and and deemed me as unsavable and, and a mm -hmm. hassle and a uh, something that would uh, be a distraction in, in the body of Christ because it, it was some work, uh, who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, it takes that. You see somebody that's really troubled, that's who Jesus used. Right. You, you want to see somebody... Um, you want to see somebody bring the whole town out? Uh, you you cast the demons out of them and let them go into the pigs, and the whole town's gonna come see you and see what you're all about. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to pick those and and realize that that's exactly uh, where we as the body of Christ need to be because we're we're supposed to be as a hospital for the sick, right? You know, and if if people are sick and they're they're under afflictions of, of devils or oppressive spirits or, you know, even uh, bloodline things, things that are generational, you know. The, the idea that we, we overlook that as, as an inconvenience instead of uh, coming in and, and going, okay, why is that? So this person's a thief. What does that mean? Uh, most of the people that I've met that have had issues with being a thief are givers. Uh, one guy, like Robin Hood. I, yeah, one complex. guy. One guy I knew really well. Um, he was stealing all the time, and he never had any stuff. And I'm like, "What do you do with all your stuff?" And he's like, "I give it away." He goes, "People get a kick out of it. I always got like nice stuff." So here, this guy was using it to get acceptance in his community. 
right? Mm-hmm. Well, the the crazy thing is is that that given over to God, God would give him seed, and then he'd be a sower because he likes to give, mm-hmm. and he gives without any uh, thought of return. So he could be very powerful for the kingdom of heaven. We have to start seeing that in people. Like, oh yeah, do you remember? Do you remember one Sunday? It was like at the beginning of the pandemic, or like sometime during the pandemic, and I. It was just like impressed upon me that people, people who were very deliberate and rigid about following restrictions and guidelines, have a an, an innate desire that they were not maybe able to recognize for righteousness. Mm-hmm. And they were taking that desire and applying it in this very literal practical application of COVID restrictions. But what they're looking for truly is right standing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it was misplaced. Yeah. It's a counterfeit. Right. And there was a lot of people in the church at that time that were not necessarily our church, but the church, the corporate church mm-hmm. that were like, I mean, there was strife about oh, yeah. I'll wear a mask or I won't wear a mask or I'll yeah. get vaccinated or I won't get vaccinated or blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll stay home or I won't stay home. And it was like, there was just a lot, but people were speaking out against that. And at the time I, it was just impressed really heavily on me that we're we're meant to be headhunters you know like not not literal hunters but like there are people in the corporate world who are looking for a skill set and they're watching people that they interact with and they they see applicable skills and then they they work to attract that person and recruit Mm -hmm. them to work for them Mm -hmm. and so often when when we encounter people will take this like like a really abrasive personality, you know, somebody that's real outspoken. And it's a turnoff for some people. But if those people had the same personality but were on fire. On fire mm-hmm. and powered by the Holy Ghost, would it what would that look like? Mm-hmm. Right. Right? And I think we have to be more strategic. Yeah. <laughs> and be like and and open minded, okay, this person maybe has this skill set here that i'm not in love with Mm -hmm. but if it was being used for the kingdom yeah i tell joe that all the time about the at&t guy or the the verizon guy at sam's club so have you been to sam's club recently no every single time yeah but i don't that you walk in there there's the cell phone person that's like trying to upgrade your plan or trying to get you this real hey but every single time he probably gets told buzz off or no or just people walk off on like him. hundreds of times a day right and he's tenacious mm-hmm. and i told joe i said can you imagine if he was out there for god mm-hmm. right <laughs> just talking to absolutely everybody i get i get approached sometimes and people go, oh if only i could get you to minister to my son or this or that i'm like well do you ever share a scripture? Do you do you minister? No, God, no. I can't talk with my son about the things of God because they just shut down. They won't talk to me for months. But then the same person can be like, oh, Susie 
cries too much, goes to the altar every Sunday. It's a bit much. She wails every Sunday. And I'm thinking if if that little Susie gets saved and on fire, she's already lost her fear of man. She's cutting the crowd and first to the altar, mm-hmm. and she doesn't care what people hear. She's just trying to seek the face of God. If she gets radically transformed and gets the Spirit of God living in her, she is a fire starter. Mm-hmm. And now if she meets your son at the gas pump and he gets wrecked over this cute little girl that wants to talk to him. He's like, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden <laughs> finds out that she's a born-again, on-fire Christian. Guess what? Your son's going to church, and now you got to, like, bite your tongue because now he's going to start telling you stuff about the Bible you told him his whole life, and you can't say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Start interceding for Susie at the altar. Stop judging her freedom and her ability to get there. Start interceding that God does the work that he needs to do in that person because they've already lost that fear of man because they've probably burnt every bridge in this world. Right. So this is the... Israel's war with the Benjamites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does it ring a bell? Yeah. Then the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God to inquire of God. They said, which of us shall go up first to battle against the children of Benjamin. And the Lord said, Judah first. Mm, Good. Yeah. His instructions to people for the battle Mm -hmm. was to send Judah first. Mm -hmm. And Judah was praise, praise, Mm -hmm. praise and worship. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's how you enter his courts. And that's all they did. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of things. They weren't archers. They weren't, um, they weren't shield bearers. They were their their whole tribe was focused mm-hmm. on the most amazing intimate praise. Yeah. That that was that God was deserving of. Right. So Jude one twenty one. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Mm-hmm. Expect patiently, wait for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah, which will bring unto you life eternal mm-hmm. and refute so as to convict some who dispute with you and on some have mercy who waver and doubt strive to save others snatching them out of the fire on others take pity but with fear i wonder what that is why with fear well you have to take pity um like fear for them it says to take pity, but with fear, loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted. When you come into that close proximity and you're taking pity on somebody, it's really easy to try and identify with them, to put on what they're wearing. Mm. Uh, so you're supposed to take pity, but with fear, loathing. You're supposed to hate the garment that's spotted by the flesh and polluted by their own sexuality. Mm-hmm. So we have to have that posture. We're coming in to to help these people and to give them the good news. But we can't try and identify with them of what they're in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, I'm not going to order a drink with you in a bar to try and get an opportunity to witness Christ to you because that, that's, that's doesn't work. Yeah. You don't need to go to their level. Right. Mm -hmm. If they, if they need help out of something, why would you go to it? Right. Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling 
and to present you as unblemished, blameless, and faultless before the presence of his glory and triumphant joy and exaltation with unspeakable ecstatic delight. To the one only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be the glory, splendor, majesty, might, and dominion, and power and authority before all time and now and forever unto the ages of eternity. Amen. Amen. But I think it's really important that we think about those things. The the idea that we have the ability to snatch people out of the fire, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how do you do that? You be present and you use your words. Mm-hmm. And your words should be his words because his words written on your heart. You should, you should be, uh, your feet should be shot in the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's part of the armor, the full armor of God. What is the preparation of the gospel of peace? You're tied in to a body somewhere because you don't, you don't put on armor on, on a severed limb. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you should be uh, an active part of a body somewhere, and you should be studying the Scripture and the Gospel, mm-hmm. and you should be around others of like faith so that mm-hmm. you can be strengthened together. I really think that showing freedom in worship and just showing the fruits mm-hmm. when you're in in church gathered together with people i think that's one of the best ways to show people out of the situation that they're in Mm -hmm. because you can tell people all day long that you're free and like god set you free Mm -hmm. but then when they see it Mm -hmm. they're like it's like now this tangible thing that now it's attractive to them they see the evidence of it yeah you just proved it yeah yeah and for you guys You've seen people, in my opinion, people that you never, I never thought would get free in that way to like outwardly worship and physically worship God. Mm-hmm. I've seen more freedom and people coming along behind you. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did you just read from Sean Bowles the other day about breakthrough? Oh, I can't remember. It was like your, your, it was something about like your breakthrough is breakthrough for others. Yeah. It's like breaking through a wall. Mm-hmm. Like then everybody else can pass through it. Yeah. You did the work. Yeah. Yes. But look at how many other people are able to come behind you. Yeah. And it's also always about positioning yourself too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we just sang a song on Sunday about the atmosphere is changing. Yeah. You have to, you have to get, we also started a pre-service prayer. Mm-hmm. We, go ahead. It was your breakthrough equals breakthrough for everyone around you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. But when we position, it's all about position. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for anything in life. Not title. Correct. About like. Like an actual position. Like, yeah, like how yeah. are you positioning yourself to be able to attend church right now, receive from it, give mm-hmm. into it, all of it. Because yeah. you can't always just be a receiver. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you got to give out a little bit. Right. You know, and so we we changed so many things. Mm-hmm. We had to stop doing this cycle. Like you were saying earlier, you can't say that you want this and you want that and you want this and you want that. And then there's no change that comes with it. Right. Because there's zero repentance there. Mm-hmm. So we had to figure it out, repent of it because we didn't like what we were doing. That's like the definition of insanity, right? Is just co- completely do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Albert Einstein, yeah. Yeah. And so 
we had to start change. Number one, we never sat in the front row. We welcome. We were the. <laughs> I was a front row sitter. Like yeah. You know, a big part of that church, and we always sat like in the back. Yeah, and even 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 in spiritual situations, I was like, oh man, I can intercede for people in front of me. I mean, you guys have kids, and that was part, That's part of, of it, the reason. Right? But I want to make a statement, and I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. If people can't stand the sight or the sound of kids in church, they're not going to enjoy heaven. Right. Mm-hmm. Do they think it's all going to be adults? No, right. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Yep. Your kids are fine in church. Bring yeah. your kids to church. Allow them Absolutely. to engage in worship. I watch people in the supermarket t- tune their kids out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or when like, they want mom, to Mom, mom, yeah. mom, mom. Or dad, when they want to watch dad. a football game. It's like just answer your kid already. Yeah. 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 But um so we had to change and position ourselves mm-hmm. to be like, nope. We're going to sit in the front row it's now. Different at the yeah, because we had people sit with us. And now yes. we have to sit in the front row. Mm-hmm. So now that we sit in the front row, that changed yep. the atmosphere of us. And how easy is it to get to the altar when you're in the front row? All yep. I got to do is take like a couple steps forward yep. and I'm there. But then we also started to change that we wanted to be ready for worship mm-hmm. before worship even started. Yeah. Because I figured out that we are able to get into God's presence a lot faster if we pray before worship even starts. So we now go into the sanctuary and just we just pray mm-hmm. and we get into the Lord's presence. And that actually has even, we've had comments of when people finally come in, they're like, oh man, I can feel the spirit in here. Or I wish I would have came in here. Yeah. Like we actually had those comments about like, you can feel the spirit in here. And we're like, yep, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's here already. But then by the time the first worship song starts, you're like amped and you're ready to go. And a lot of times we're primed as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with worship and I don't judge one way or the other, but there's like consultants now that go into churches and they help praise and worship teams. And I was listening to one recently and I I had to disagree because he said, um, he, he said, maybe, maybe change things up. Start with a, a slower song because, you know, people, they're just getting warmed up. They're just coming in and, you know, it's like, Immediately I heard that and I'm like, no, no, Mm -hmm. no, you need to get, throw some music out on your way to church, (laughs) get, get primed. I mean, I know that everybody has a bad day. I even have them as leading worship, but like it it grieved me to a certain degree that it was like, you know, some churches, they're only singing maybe three songs total to begin with. And one of one whole song you're giving God three songs mm-hmm. and one whole song. You danced more at your wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you the DJ played for longer. Yeah. And you're giving God three songs and the first one you have to warm up, finish your coffee and like right. you know get into it. S- yeah, stretch as, out a little bit. As a eighties, nineties kid going to high school in, in the nineties. Yeah. Um, one thing you did if you were going to did like Did you carry a, home... a boombox on your shoulder? <laughs> Maybe once. <laughs> yeah. But like one thing you would do if you were going to a football game or a homecoming game or, mm-hmm. or you were, you and your buddies were going to get in a fight, um, 
you would crank <laughs> DMX. Yeah. Oh man. Like yeah. you would get Y'all going. Gonna make me lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at a birthday party one time, and it was like a bunch of like. I just um, give it to you. It was a bunch of like grown ups. Like he did bark. Yeah. They 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 threw this like sweet sixteen birthday party for this girl, mm-hmm. and all these like forty something year old people put on like house of pain jump around and all oh, you seen was like jam. a bunch of well a bunch of snockered drunk 40 something year old um people that had no business being at a sweet 16 probably jumping around the yard and well, I'm like, we're from wisconsin yeah one of the like most interesting and um exciting phenomenons in in college sports is jump around for the Badger game. Yeah. Mm. The entire stadium, including the visiting team and their band and all the people that come with them and their fans, they all jump. Yep. Wow. Erupt. And it's like, <laughs> I've watched Heidi try to get that sort of energy yeah. with people on a Sunday morning. Yeah, you got to get the blood flowing and you have to be, you have to expect your expectancy has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I actually thinking about taking a row out front, getting them out of and, there. And, you know, we actually have a row. There's more space than you would anticipate mm-hmm. because we had that expectation that people were going to need space. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I I think it's going to come back, though. People have gotten away from the altar. Yeah. And, I, and I think they're going to start coming back. Well, I think in the last couple of years with, with what the world went through, too, People got focused on their ailments and like their stiffness and this and that. And I got a bad this and that. I think with this end time move of God, we're going to see uh, people dance their way out of this stuff. They're yeah, gonna yeah. they're gonna get free before the Lord and they're gonna do it in a in a holy way. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing too, because you do get some showy weird stuff. Yeah. Um, but usually, people with any any amount of discernment, they can. They can, you know, I'd rather have them do it with me at church mm-hmm. where there's an yep. opportunity to maybe correct the behavior with love than to go into the parking lot of Walmart and and preach some, you know, weird smell and smoke to mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Yeah. give them some weird uh, concocted snake oil of the gospel I'd rather have them show up at church and and try there so that they can get amongst people, believers that really want to see them do well, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that would be the thing that, you know, but we, we, we can't let that be our focus. We can't right. not let spiritual things happen or freedom happen because we're afraid of what the nuts are going to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I mentioned this to you guys probably a few weeks back, but our prayer about service, like our church service and all of all the things that go into it should just be that the Holy Spirit is in control. Yes. And he's going to take care of it. Yeah. And we don't have to be in control of Mm-mm. that. You know, he he's going to make sure that, first of all, people remember what they need to remember mm-hmm. and that they're engaged when they need to be engaged and that, you know, he's just going to take care of it. Yeah, he'll always confuse the the tongue of the enemy. Yeah. That voice will not be heard in his That's presence. Right. So, 
let me ask you this what song Heidi what song do you have on repeat right now one song if you had to mention it what's your what's your go-to what's it called it's by the Torwaltz walk mm-hmm. into the room yeah, is that what it's called walk into the room yeah yeah okay sounds good I've been really jamming out to um mercy culture yeah mercy culture's version live version of roar mm-hmm. oh uh, lion, lion. Yeah, yeah which which is really funny because i didn't like that song at first you didn't oh heidi loved it and i was like oh my god this is so obnoxious see i okay this is a fun thing about worship too mm-hmm. is he loves like get get my deep. heart completely bared to the yeah. lord and Find everything in the innermost depths of me and get rid of it, God. Yeah. He likes it very deep. A lot of the times it's somewhat slower, you mm-hmm. know. That's like what he is absolutely drawn to. Yeah. I am also drawn to that music, mm-hmm. but like I'm okay with like some really high upbeat jump yeah. in right. type stuff as well. I will say too, um, worship now has changed a bit. Most worship songs are very anthemic meaning it's like an anthem. Mm, um, they build or what? But you, in order to have the spirit move, you everybody has to come into one accord. Yeah. And those songs make it very easy for that to occur. Mm-hmm. And when everybody kind of gets on the same page and some, you know, it's not like back in the day, you know, if you look in the hymnal, <laughs> some of these songs had like 12 verses and, it was it's poetry it's yeah yeah it's lyrical genius and it was and, anointed and, and absolutely yes but the tides turn mm-hmm. they go back and forth and right now things are just in this very anthemic yeah place yeah it's a declaration of faith yeah yeah as long as it's scriptural and it and it has scripture in it yeah there's also two types of songs so in my opinion there's the type of song that is to extol and build up the body. Mm-hmm. And that is like the blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a good song. Right. But it's very much like praying and ministering, praying on and ministering to others mm-hmm. in the body. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's all scripture. Yes. Literally scripture. Mm-hmm. There's the other part though, is a direct conversation. It's a, tr- it's a, it's an interaction. Mm-hmm. It's an interaction. Inter means both ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want you more. With yeah. you and God. Mm-hmm. Not you and the worship team. Not you and the people next to you. But it's between you and God mm-hmm. directly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different types of songs. I personally tend to lean towards those sort of conversational based on scripture worship Mm -hmm. songs between the person and addressing God directly Mm -hmm. rather than singing about him. Our, our dad has always said that too. It's like, it weighs heavily on him when a lot of older songs actually sing about him, about God rather than to him. And so one of the ones that I could have on repeat is it's Maverick city with, uh, Chris Brown, who's not not the hip hop artist, right. Chris Brown, but the worship pastor from Elevation, mm-hmm. they collaborated on a song called "You Can Have My Heart," mm. and that one's yeah. really good. 
Um, yeah. And Refiner with Stephanie Gretzinger yeah. and Mav. Yeah, that's good. And I think um, being around worship forever, <laughs> my whole life, I'm, I gravitate towards um, artists and groups that create space for spontaneous worship. Mm-hmm. Spontaneous worship can get into a self-indulgent place. So, but I've, I've seen with Maverick city, for example, they do create space for people to prophesy and, yeah. um, worship freely and it's not constrained. That's one thing. Somebody walked up to me yesterday at church and they said, worship was so good. And nobody made us feel like we had a, a deadline, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a time limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it should be. Absolutely. So we always create space for that in mm-hmm. our church, but those, that's, that's the one that I can have on repeat right now. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what about you all <laughs> go on our Instagram and Facebook and tell us your favorite worship song right now. What about you, Carlos? Yeah, Carlos, what's your favorite worship song right now? I Surrender. Mm. Mm. You like that one, yeah. And Promises, you like that one Oh, I love Promises. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that one. That's another one that I always have on. I Surrender is good, though. Um, I can pop into Carlos' Jeep and he'll have some, like, worship on. Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking it's going to be in Spanish and it's not. He never listens to Spanish worship music, actually. I can't. I blubber like a fool. Yeah. Yeah. Brand new is a good one too. Oh yeah, Sons the band. They look like they could own a manage a Topper's Pizza. <laughs> Love I could them, totally though. eat Topper's Pizza right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but they they have some really good music right now. Sons the band, yeah, brand new, oh, so good, so good. Gyra is like one that will be good forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out Cedric. That's his his jam. His favorite song. So good. Shout out Brussels. Yeah, Brussels. Hey, Brussels. <laughs> yeah, we have a listener or two in Brussels, Belgium. Whoop, we whoop. see you. Um, Thank you for the waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I could eat a waffle right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're really from Belgium, you guys are yeah. amazing. I think of their waffles. I think of their chocolate before I think of anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking, man? So, help us spread the word. Yes. Share. Share the podcast with people. Invite them to listen to it. Amen. We want to reach people with normalcy in the body of Christ, that people will feel like family. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all in this together. We're brothers and sisters, and we have to have that common goal to seek and save that which is lost and and bring the good news to the unbeliever. But we also have to have, Mm -hmm. uh, we have to have, relationships and covenant relationships and sometimes people feel that they don't they don't connect Mm -hmm. and if this is a a vehicle that god can use to help somebody connect you know maybe they've went through some of these things that we talk about or things that we've went through right um that's that's why we're here we're here for you we want to see you do well yeah this is a race and you are running against uh fierce competitors the the forces of darkness principalities and you can finish well mm-hmm. and and your definition of well does not have to be what you think others think of you but what god thinks of you yeah. and to get to a place where you look in the mirror and you like what you see yeah and yeah. nobody's perfect 
We're all the same. We all say, struggle. Uh, Pobody's nerfect <laughs> is the saying. Yeah. 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 So if you fall down, just pick yourself back up again. Keep going. Hopefully these things are relatable because we all struggle, right? There's times yeah. we walk into church and like we just don't feel like. Oh, it was just two years ago where I got yeah. into this worship. Right. Like that's very recent. I've always worshipped from my seat. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I was one of those people. Right. We did do choreographed dances. Yes, we did. To Carmen songs when we were younger. Yes. <laughs> Addicted to Jesus. Yeah. That's <laughs> why scripture says God's <laughs> mercies are new every morning. Yeah. God oh, bless my mother and father were so proud of me. Yeah. I was the apple of their eye. The first time I ever met Heidi... It was like our parents went to dinner and like they were like, no, it'll be fun for you. They have a daughter. <laughs> You're probably like, like, oh, my uh-huh. gosh. And then her parents had her dance a Carmen song by herself for us in their dining room. Yeah, they were yep. so they were so proud of me. There was a good minute and a half of just her jumping. <laughs> That's my beautiful bride. <laughs> just, just jumping. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that you found encouragement through what we've shared. We would be so honored if you would make sure that you're following us. You should also find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at at the Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Monday. See you next time.